Hey guys, this is Raghav. I'm Gary's copywriter, and this podcast is a behind-the-scenes look of how we make written content around Gary's personal brand. I asked Gary a few questions around some topics I wanted to create written content around. Hope you enjoy. First article topic was around the Budweiser, the Dwayne Wade commercial. Okay. Um, where did this, where did the seed of that concept come from? Was it like a volume model? Nope. Process? It wasn't. It was a classic model, even though we're about volume. Classic still works, just far less often, which is why we don't rely on it. Um, so what, it, so it came from the seeds of something that we had a breakthrough on the Cubs video. You can link to the Cubs video. The breakthrough that we had with the Cubs World Series video with Budweiser years ago. That became a concept of long form social videos, which we think are incredible ways to create brand. Most people believe that Facebook and Google, specifically Facebook, is lower funnel, sales, Mm -hmm. conversion based marketing. They don't think that it can do what naming rights and what commercials can do. They don't think it does brand. I think it does brand because I think long, that's what I do. I'm a byproduct of building brand through those channels. I know. I don't think. I know. Mm-hmm. So, we we have a we we have a pretty uh, distinct point of view on this subject matter. Most people don't believe you should be making three minute videos, two minute videos for Facebook in the world. We don't think that way. Vayner thus doesn't think that way. The Cubs video was our first viral hit. You should find it. It's when the Cubs won the World Series. Budweiser got a trillion, got a trillion. You probably linked to it. A million shares. Then we did a Derek Jeter one. Then we did a Dale Earnhardt one. You should link those two. Yeah. They're amazing. So this has been in the air. The Dwayne thing came, and that's how we executed. Because the theme of sports. Stars. Sports and Budweiser have always played, yeah. and they think of us that way, and um, and so that's why we executed in that. Real. What was the strategy behind, like once that was made, you distributed that through Facebook or YouTube? Like how both. Did that work? both, both. But the, like it just completely took off. Like when you hit create, uh, you live here. When we hit creative pay dirt, it's no different than the $5,000 video, like thing that we, right? Versus the Gary Mania that I was like, this is gonna do great, it blows. Creative is the variable. And so like the intent behind it was to distribute it on social and not Always. commercial. Always. That's, that is the macro strategy that why not take advantage of the internet? <laughs> the internet exists. Why not take advantage of it? That's how I think about it. Sweet. So for the next article, the, yep. con- the context was, this is what we talked about the other day, was your, your personality trait of separating the employee's character from their performance and looking at Okay. Um, practically, like, in what ways do you see that actually helping you in the business? Like, your, your way of being able to do that, like, looking at an employee's character separate from, like, their numbers, like, do you feel like that helps you in the business? Like, how, how, does, that, how does that play out for you? Um, remind me one more time because I'm kind of, like, yeah, running around. Yeah, so, like, well... So the way I judge people yeah, isn't completely predicated. Like, as, a, as a, it is the clearest indication that my actions map my truth which is I don't care about business over life. Uh, I, one thing I noticed is when you, when you let someone go, you almost kind of make it 
feel like they have an advantage because of it. Yep. Like they have a, they're at a higher point in life because of that. You know what's gonna happen, Raghav, and I felt it a lot at USC. You write the USC talk? Well, that, yeah. You know, I think that what like, what's, like, what's starting to form is a little bit like, like, I genuinely think that I'm able to hold, I'm a contradiction. Let's start with that. Like, right? I'm super let everybody do anything and I micromanage the smallest, right? Yeah. Right? I think, weirdly, I might be the most, <laughs> at the, I'm in the 1%, for, I feel confident about saying that, of people that can actually hold the contradictory of trying to build a huge business and care about people more than that. But like, like 50, I don't even know if it's 51.49, it might be 50.1. The reason I do that is because I care more about a person in the world running around saying who I am as a man than the profitability of my company. It's not, all these choices are binary. Either I care more about the money or I care more about how I feel about myself, my reputation, and how that person that gave me their trust in working for me feel about me. I choose the latter. Uh, most people don't. Why do you think they struggle with that? Why do you think most leaders struggle with firing? Because I think most people care about money and are selfish and actually genuinely don't care about other people. And that affects how they see the person. The whole thing. Yeah. The reason I try to put people on when they get fired, the reason why I'm willing to let them control the narrative so they're not embarrassed with friends in the office, the reason I give them as much of a head start as I can whenever I can so that they're not blindsided is, uh, is because um, I, I care about them. I mailed Ryan Murphy today. Just care, it's not super complicated. So for that original one, um, so the concept that I was talking about at first was... People love the TikTok article. Yeah. It's crazy that surprised. India banned it that day. Oh my God. Like, like Did you I, update it? I haven't updated it. Yeah, you it. should put something in to update, like just fun fact, an yeah. hour after we posted this, it was ba- and like, do that. Right now? Yeah, might as well. How do you think that ban is gonna affect anything with TikTok? Do you think that's gonna make an impact or is it gonna be like Facebook banning or China banning Facebook or power? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it's tough to lose a billion people. Right. So it affected that, yeah. you know? I think it might affect India's government more than they realize. These governments continue to ban things, eventually yeah. it's gonna get gnarly. Yeah, because like, I mean, I don't Malaysia banned Reddit, like they have like, Asia in, in a lot of cases tends to ban these social platforms, but I'm not sure how it's gonna like, how you see it like potentially hindering the growth or if it's still gonna become, you know, a massive platform or not. Yeah, I, I think it will. It's still well. And I'm talking US so most of the time, and I know we put it as a global thing. Let's keep going. Um, yeah, so the original, original point that I was trying to make was that you, one interesting thing about I think how you see, how you treat employees is that you you look at an employee kind of separate from their performance. Like you look at their character separate from performance versus I think a lot of managers, the way they look at employees is kind of through the lens of how they're doing in that role, in that specific job. Um, so I think that really helps you a lot in business in different ways. Like one of the ways I think it helps you is like it helps you place them in different parts of the company, for example. Putting players in a position to succeed. Yeah, so yeah I'm, 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 you know, it's back to the same thing. I value the gray 
and the intuitive, mm-hmm. not just the numbers in a way that most don't because it's not teachable, it's my talent, so I lean in on it. Right? Yeah. I, I also lead with humility and confidence and those are two very interesting things. When you lead with humility, you might have not hired somebody for the right spot at first. So I feel like it's my response. I mean when I say I work for a thousand people, not they work for me. Mm-hmm. So it's my job to figure them out that maybe their manager and them don't have good dynamics. Maybe they're not as good at that skill set, but if I get to know them, like, but you're super creative. Like there's a kid in, like Tyler's like, hey, this kid in media should be the writer for sports betting. On one, That's probably gonna happen. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think like... I take on, a, you know what? I feel like I take on a sense of responsibility to people choosing to work at my company. And I have, I feel a, I feel a, a sense of responsibility that I don't think most people feel. I think people feel like it's transactional. Like most businesses feel like they, if you work for them, like they're giving you something. Like they're, and you're giving them something. You're giving them money. Here you go. It's transactional. I'm not transactional. I almost manage like brand, right? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting theme, right? Yeah. I'm like, I manage in the same way I build brand. It's in perpetuity. Yeah. And when things are in perpetuity, you care about how something ends in the short term. Most people view you, Jason, working here, like when he quits and tries to go, Babin, Babin's gonna go try to do something else. Like sometimes people leave. Other times we let people go. Like, I think people think that's the end. I think it's a chapter. Has there been a time when, so has there been a time when you fired someone or let someone go and over time their, over time that relationship has been valuable for you? Like in of a course. business sense? Of course. Like what, can you talk about a time when that, when that's happened? <sighs> Probably not without putting somebody on yeah. blast and it's really funny, I'm even struggling right now to come up with it but the answer is of course. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, time where somebody fired, they weren't super, who's been not super pumped with me but then it's worked out. Um, it's, it's real and you know where it's really real? Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. What do you mean by that? They may not tell me and they may not make it obvious to me but after they're over the hurt and now they've tasted other places, uh, I mean this happens for real. Uh, There's one I can think of that I'm not gonna put out there where they they didn't agree with the way it went down they went on to go work on the brand side. And on the second place that they worked at, they gave us a cosign of you should work with Vayner. And it was predicated on the good, you know, good stuff. Yeah. It's called reputation. Reputation management. Yeah. You know, like I care about it. Because by intense, right? And I also know things are circumstantial. Both of you both already liked and disliked things in this job on the delta of, I mean there's people here that are happy as f- that three, two years ago were like one day away from quitting. And there's people that loved it for six years and the last three months have been dogging her out. It ebbs and flows. Circumstances, right? Jim could have come in and been a terrible guy 
and been like, I'm the elder statesman, you're all idiots, and I've been busy and traveling for three weeks, and Andy decided to like let it play a little bit, and that may have led you to quit. Because we, even though we're starting to get closer, just weren't far enough that you didn't say, okay, this is like the normal world, here comes some older dude, and now I'm not gonna be able to do my shit, and like, got it? And you, and you didn't have the confidence or I didn't create the, the safety for you to come in and talk about it. You have the benefit of sitting right here. You guys know me, they don't. Yeah, yeah I think that's one thing that most, that's different about you from other companies is that most companies don't think about building relationships with employees versus you. Like people always talk about employees not burning bridges with companies but you almost do the, the, the reverse. I do the reverse. I'm vulnerable to entitlement. Not to what everybody else is vulnerable to. I'm vulnerable to the fact that a lot of people on our team think they're better than they are because they don't realize what I'm doing. They've felt that when they leave. And like go try to film somebody else or themselves. And like wait a minute. So, right, I mean, you have that perspective. Yeah, that's real. That's right? really real. Right, because you yeah. filmed people before me. It's ego. It's like, you feel like, 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 I, like, I have fans, but they're not my fans. Like, so you get like this ego thing. Like, man, I got a thousand followers that follow me. But you go outside, like, you don't have that anymore. No one really cares. And it's just, it's just, it's also knowing about your craft, right? You make videos, they're going viral. You write articles, people are reading them. But like, you know, it's a mix. And by the way, I'm at the mercy in the reverse. Do I think I'm 85% of the equation? I do, but guess what? Without a partner that knows how to synthesize it, I'm, I'm limited. And there's a kid yesterday that handed me a book. A, the textbook of Gary Vaynerchuk. It's remarkable. He's gonna fly out here in two weeks. We were never capable of doing that. Wait till you see it. You're gonna I'm scared to even look at it, I think it's that good. I think he just took an enormous amount of time, consumed absolutely everything, and the way he processes is in textbook form. Like, there's like lessons, and on the other side you put notes, and I'm like, oh my God, this is gonna work for a whole generation of people that don't learn the way I do. I do well with people that learn like me. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. So the last article is uh, on demonizing workaholics. Yes. I think the opening line is like, look, first and foremost, like this is treading very, I may even want to script this audio. Actually, let's script this audio and like embed like a SoundCloud link or whatever the current state of the union is. You know how to do that? Because yeah. I don't want any tone lost. I believe that happiness and everybody has their own work-life balance. If this is a conversation of one. I have no interest in imposing my way of like working a lot because I love it. But I also have no interest in other people that are telling people like don't yeah. when they may have different goals and ambitions. And so, you know, you know, I think we need to call it demonizing hard work because I think when you go into workaholics or when you go into hustle, I think we've, ter- we've created terms that have become demonized and that's fine. That's just the evolution of conversation. Um, but in wrapping up this audio that's gonna start this blog post, I just want everybody who reads this to say, look, I do not think I'm right. I do not have that audacity. I share what works for me. It may or may not work for others. I feel like if you go read Crush It in 2008-9, I've been very consistent, which is take advantage of this ridiculous opportunity but make yourself happy. I've talked about selling Smurf stuff for 80,000 a year. Like, it's not about being a trillionaire and all this. Uh, you know, uh, you know, 
So I think entitlement is what led to a lot of people burning out because they weren't in a position where they were living in merit and now that they're startup founders, they're burning out because they're not good at it. They're, this is not about how many hours they put in, it's not, they're not good at it. And so nonetheless, it's a very touchy subject that, I, um, that I'm passionate about, but I do think work ethic matters. I think it's very hard to succeed without putting in the time against a competitive set of other people that are willing to put in time. But I do think happiness trumps everything and I think people need to be self-aware of what makes them tick, not how I did it or how somebody in Denmark's telling them to have do it. I think a big reason why people push against that is because in culture and blog posts you see like the regrets of older people and most people are like, oh, I wish I didn't work as hard. Um, yeah. Like, I wish I didn't spend as much time with yeah. this. Like, yeah. How do you, what would you say to that? It comes out of self-awareness. I it comes out of self-awareness. I, I totally respect that and I think a lot of people have that. I also think that if those people listen to me and to the nuances that I'm trying to communicate, what they might have done is created a side hustle and created an income around something that made them happy and instead of you know, doing something they didn't like and did it for the money, they would have done it for happiness. Like I'm, you know, and so you know, I think the people that we talk about didn't have the internet. We talk about an 80 year old, they didn't have options. There was not what I believe in now which is side hustles into actual businesses is a practical 11 year play. And as a matter of fact, I think we should write an article called that, side hustles turning into actual incomes and businesses over a decade is practical. Like that, that's what I'm saying. Take your two hours a night and start your baseball card business and start your Lord of the Rings podcast and start your Instagram account and work for a decade around your favorite thing. Dude, I, was a, I flew all across the country on Sunday, like, like did a ton of work, had a short weekend, had a crazy week before, landed, and did sports cards for four and a half hours. Forced myself to go to sleep because I couldn't get enough of looking up on eBay, collecting data on a strategy to deploy investment. It's very cool. I'm, I'm telling four or five current employees at VaynerMedia that play fantasy baseball with me and I know have deep knowledge in rookies to start their side hustle. That will actually mean they may leave the company because they make 200,000 a year selling cards. That's how much I believe in it. I believe in it more than I believe in my own self-interest. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the audio experience. It would mean the world, and I mean the world, if you could go and leave a rating on iTunes. Your word of mouth is my oxygen.